Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. internet analytic here aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am your hip-hop and gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 115 we definitely had have a lot to get into because the super bowl happened the grammys happened and for some reason hogwarts hogwarts legacy has already made a claim for one of the best games of 2023 and we're only two months in. So we're going to be getting into what the topics to get to tell you the topics in order. We're going from the Super Bowl 2023 halftime show to Hi-Fi Rush and what that is and the sales that it's accomplished. Then we're going to get into Hogwarts Legacy sales and reviews. And then we're going to finish with the 2023 grammy awards recap now i know usually for my episodes i give a little update on just the process in general and what i can say is red circle has been the 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 best host uh experienced podcaster could have because in general as far as as far as getting on the platform hold on i'm hearing myself all righty so for the people listening after the fact, y'all probably won't understand, but I'm live streaming right now. So I was hearing myself in my, my ear <laughs> that was not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to have that, <laughs> but for the most part, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Okay. So for me, switching hosting was a stressful process, but at this point in the process, I would say red circle has made this experience, this current experience, the most seamless that I've ever had as far as uploading and just having content in different spaces while also of course bringing in revenue because that's not like the only reason i do this but at this point as many years as i've been doing this um which has been like five i think we're going on six five to six i think it's five but anyways for the most part um red circle has made this whole process super easy and as you can probably tell <laughs> we've got the ball rolling with some uh partnerships and just different brands and advertisements and um that's only because uh um the platform's doing well so i mean that's a testament to the people who support and listen on a weekly basis on a day to, well i would say day-to-day basis but it's, it's mostly on a weekly basis because uh i mean i upload stuff weekly uh except for my social medias you know shameless plug follow my social medias at analytic dreams uh, i post on there daily to keep up with the latest gaming and hip-hop news and as always um 
click that bell icon and make sure to follow and uh subscribe for youtube and for twitch what should i say for twitch twitch is basically the same i mean follow share it you know um i don't know the subscribing thing for twitch i don't know I'm, I'm new to twitch but you know definitely follow my youtube that's the one that's been going crazy at analytic dreams you know shameless plug but anyways that's that's my whole update red circle has been the greatest host i could ask for and have definitely helped me when when uh sustaining um my whole business plan if that makes sense anyways okay before we get into the topics of course i'm gonna reiterate this because you know i just want y'all to know that if you want to uh, access my social medias and follow make sure to click my link tree to keep all my latest activities and if you want to support the show financially click my cash app link loca located towards the bottom of my link tree as it helps the show overall and make sure to share this podcast by rating the show five stars as on whatever platform you're listening on as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses and then once more make sure to click that bell icon for my youtube uh viewers and also for my twitch viewers viewers I don't know what y'all do over there. I should probably know, but I don't. So, you know I me. Mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> but for the most part, I definitely appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, so with that being said, let's get into the first topic, which is Super Bowl 2023 halftime show. So apparently, Rihanna or Rihanna, which way you want to say it, because of course the Navy is a... Uh, pretty humongous in size as far as a fan base and i don't want them to be mad at me so all i gotta say is rihanna had no idea that she was pregnant before she took the um super bowl halftime show event because in general if you do the timeline and of course for me personally i didn't really care as much to do the timeline and the backtrack but a lot of women uh, particularly from the Navy, because, you know, that's how dedicated fans, that's how dedicated they are to Rihanna. They was like, how how does she have her second child when she already had her first child and the timelines don't? And then they realized they would have been after, because I don't know, man. They was talking about you have to give it a little break after you have the child or something like that. So they was doing the timeline and everything. And they was like, she couldn't have known before she took the Super Bowl gig that she was pregnant. Now, Rihanna actually coming out and confirming this, saying that she had no idea she would have a baby on board when she agreed to headline the Super Bowl, just confirms that the Navy is once again one of the most dedicated fan bases that we have in music. I mean, you want to talk about the Beehive, you want to talk about the Barbs, what else? That's basically it. Uh, for, for, for dedicated fan bases, it doesn't come more... Um, it doesn't come more attention to detail than that because the Navy, the Beehive, and the Barbs are in the league of their own. And I know I just named three, but if you realize how many musicians there are in the industry, and then you think about Beyonce, Rihanna, and uh, Nicki Minaj and their respective fan bases, you would understand that they are just different. And there's a reason why they've uh, lasted the test of time. And of course, the support their supporters is a uh, it's just an addition to that. Um, but what I really wanted to get into was the viewership because apparently, now apparently, Rihanna 
and her Super Bowl performance had way more eyes and, and listeners than the Super Bowl itself. Now, of course, the halftime show is not that long. I mean, I think it's like 20 to 30 minutes long. But for the most part, the Super Bowl is one of the biggest events that American sports have. I mean, of course, there's um, the World Cup and then a lot of FIFA different tournaments. But is it FIFA? I think I said the video game. I mean, basically soccer. Well, football. The um, no, that's confusing. Soccer and their tournaments. They have a lot more eyes as uh, compared to like American sports. That's why they get paid so much. Like Ronaldo, Messi, all them get paid way more than your favorite athlete in America. So, <laughs> so anyways, um. So for the Super Bowl, you know, the viewership wasn't really what it uh was was supposed to be. So when Rihanna got on, actually it show it showcased that it her performance. Granted, she has been away since like since like 2019, I think. I don't think she's performed since 2019. I could be mistaken, but she's she's taken a huge hiatus from just music in general. So even her coming back was a um surprise but anyways her performance was the second most watched super bowl halftime show on record with 118 million viewers almost 119 i don't know why they just didn't round up but i guess you you know and they also said that it was right behind Katy perry's 2015 performance but the network neglected to mention Katy perry's exact total so that's interesting. So why would they say Rihanna's is second if they don't even want to give us the numbers to Katy Perry's? I'm just going to mess around and say that Rihanna could have messed around and had the most viewed halftime show of all time. But uh, that's not really going to the narrative of people wanting to watch the Super Bowl. Because if you look at the viewership, which I definitely had a chart, but um, the chart went away with this uh, website. But for, the mo <laughs> but for the most part, what we was going to look at was just the different graph, the graph of viewership while the Super Bowl was going. And let's just say the first and second quarter was way higher than the third and fourth. And of course, at halftime, it was the highest because it was Rihanna's. So it was like a a, a, a gradual in increase. Well, incline. I think that's the way to say it. And then you get to the um, you get to Rihanna's performance and then it's just on a steady decline after that and that that's pretty interesting i mean it went up a little bit in the fourth quarter because of course everybody wants to see how it ends but for the most part it's pretty interesting to see how americans really don't watch sports like that <laughs> like in general you would think football it would bring the most attention in the world i mean you know how much they're charging or how much they charge for a super bowl um commercial like that's just insane. And to look at these numbers dip, it's like, well, how can you keep charging that amount for the Super Bowl if the viewership is not there? And of course, I'm not, I'm not acting like nobody's watching. Of course, everybody's watching the Super Bowl. But for the most part, when it comes to soccer, when it comes to international sports of that magnitude, like the World Cup, then the Super Bowl is is uh it just pales in comparison but some people will say i don't think the world cup happens every year so maybe that's um maybe that's why so um but yeah that was the biggest thing rihanna really outperformed outperformed as far as statistics and viewership 
and everything that Jay-Z was assigned to do as far as entertainment for the NFL, he surpassed. Because if you don't know, Jay-Z's over the entertainment, whatever label for uh, the NFL. So he he oversees all this. I mean, why do you think Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Kendrick Lamar performed? It wasn't because of the NFL, I'll tell you that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not even that old. I mean, I'm not even that young. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, I'm still like cognizant of when everybody was like we have to boycott the nfl and that was like what three years ago like it wasn't really that long ago when everybody was saying we got to boycott the nfl and now we got rihanna we got dr dre uh i think it was snoop dogg as well snoop dogg eminem kendrick performing and all of that happened because they signed jay-z to look over or be the head of the talent division so what else was I saying? So when Jay-Z took over, the whole fiasco happened when he was like, okay, it's time to stop kneeling. Like, literally, that's what he said in a press press conference. Like, probably one of the top three worst things he could have said. Because if you don't remember, that's the whole Kaepernick situation. And then the George Floyd thing happened. And then we was in the midst of COVID. So NFL wasn't doing rights, wasn't doing right to uh, so many instances instances that they had to get jay-z to oversee and kind of coddle us to, to get us more in line to to follow the nfl's entertainment uh plan but for the most part i mean nfl is as well i mean you saw it the viewership people watch the nfl also the weekend the weekend was under jay-z's supervision of course um but yeah that, that's basically what happened i mean the nfl was under so much scrutiny by black people in, in um so many different areas that they was just like okay let's just hire one of them and then get them to, to get off our back and guess what they hired jay-z and nobody's boycotting the nfl no more and it's kind of crazy but um i forgot about that because that was pretty serious like a lot of people was really seriously contemplating like man should we really stop watching like it was like to the point where um and that was the year when I think the Patriots and whoever had like a 13 to 14 score, like the NFL was down bad. Like, but um, now nah, I guess it's back, man. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you hire, you know, you hire one of us and everybody just forget what happened. So um, anyways, um, of course, Rihanna's boyfriend, ASAP Rocky, was there supporting as you would hope a, a significant other would. I mean, just, you know, having Rihanna as your partner, you probably would be a little bit um, enthusiastic when you're supporting. So um, it was nice to see that from Rocky. And also the whole revealing that she was pregnant during the performance because everybody was like, didn't she already have a child? So this must mean, and then they had a realization that she was pregnant again. So, um, you know, a lot of the fallen soldiers out there wishing it could have been them. You know what I mean? Uh, prayers out to you. You know what I mean? You're going to find one one day. You know what I mean? Find one for you. You know what I'm saying? But for, for this one, you know, it's definitely for ASAP Rocky as they're, they're going to make like a um, beautiful family. You know what I mean? A lot of fashionistas walking or running around because well, I think they had a boy. So, um yeah just a lot of um fashion examples around that child as far as rihanna and asap um and i know a lot of people was 
giving credit to Kanye with Rihanna's whole appearance and the whole stage being looking like a uh, a level at a Super Mario Bros or, or a Super Smash Bros. But for the most part, I think that Rihanna has her own style when it comes to uh, her stage and just the way that she performs in general. So I think for Kanye, it's different. Because, of course, Kanye plays a lot of attention to detail when it comes to live action performances, which is why he's one of the goats in music. But um, I don't think Rihanna specifically ripped off Kanye. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she was heavily influenced, which is what people was uh, kind of insinuating. Because if you don't know, once again, Rihanna, Kanye falls under that Jay-Z umbrella. And so, so they probably would have... Um, been around each other enough to learn that oh maybe i should try this or maybe i should do this you know so i, I wouldn't put it past rihanna but i don't think she's just blatantly ripping off kanye uh what else i guess i haven't given my review of the performance i would say that i would have preferred rihanna to not be pregnant during her performance because i mean obviously how you gonna tell a woman not not to be pregnant like don't don't do what you want to do with your body that's not what i'm saying it's basically like for the super bowl it happens every year so why not wait like you know have the child and wait to give us like a performance of a lifetime where you can move around because because i don't know if y'all know but like rihanna can really perform so i feel like the baby was a hindrance to her as um choreography goes like as you can see she had a lot of dances which is something i know all the time when a when an artist can't really move how they want to or if they can't dance in general because rihanna can dance but you know she had the baby so she probably didn't want to do too much but let's say artist b can't dance at all probably will have a lot of choreographers to take your eye off her or him as they dance around them for the for the spectacle and that's kind of what rihanna did so i would have preferred her to um be in her um prime i guess as far as a as a artist but as far as the singing like she definitely um surpassed my expectations because that much of a hiatus from the craft and to still come back and deliver a live action performance like that and as you can tell she was singing at points and when uh she wasn't uh, what they had playing in the background didn't even sound as good as her singing live so i was like okay that's how you know she's different like it kind of reminds me of um the weekend when he sings at live performances because he can really sing almost better than what he records in the studio like like live action singing it's like a skill that like those two artists have really mastered so it was a master class on uh, breath control and just sonically being inclined you know just being different than all the other singers that they're compared to so uh yeah i would say the performance was was a solid I would say probably a six or seven out of ten, because um, it wasn't bad. It was just like middle of the row, because I mean she's pregnant. She can't really do too much, but what she did do, it was fantastic. So uh, she was able to move around a little bit more. I probably would have gave it an eight, but uh, yeah. So that's my that's my review for the Super Bowl halftime show. So I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. On it, that was basically what I wanted to get into. And uh, so click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about the Super Bowl 2023 halftime show performance? And who's your personal favorite halftime performance or performer of all time? Now we're going to get into the one and only Game Pass, uh, Game Pass edition, Hi-Fi Rush, and one of the most unexpected turns in the gaming industry for 2023. Now, I know what you're thinking. 
what is this game? And that is a great question because when I first started watching the game, when I first started learning more about the mechanics and who made the game, I started to realize that I have never seen a rhythm-based action game ever. And I've never played it before. So for Hi-Fi Rush to have the different sales and the different exposure to the masses that it has right now, being off of Game Pass, and also, in addition to that, outperforming full-blown AAA games like Forspoken, which Hi-Fi Rush is technically a AAA game, I think. But Forspoken, to have the launch and the press that Forspoken was getting from PlayStation and to be outperformed by a $30 to $35 game in Hi-Fi Rush, it's very interesting to how that dynamic works in the landscape of gaming because now you're going to look at a game that's what on game pass technically if you have the game passes for free but if you don't want to pay for game pass and you want to pay for the game itself then i believe it's like 20 to 30 dollars i believe it's not like the full 70 dollars but um it's obviously only for pc xbox series x and xbox series s and what else there's another thing i wanted to get into oh yeah and then for us say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill steam of course so it's on game pass right but then for steam it had a better overall launch week than for spoken despite being yeah okay despite being 30 dollars while for spoken is 70. so imagine outselling a 70 dollar game only having a price tag of 30 and also being quote-unquote for free on the xbox game pass now i like to make the joke a lot of times i got this from gaming illuminati so you know shout out to them but xbox has no games that's my favorite joke in the gaming space you know but for the past two years or one and a half depending on what you count but xbox has been winning this console race as far as the ps5 versus the xbox series x the Xbox Series X has been winning this console race as far as the the newest iterations. Now, of, cor of course, in my humble opinion, PS4 blew the Xbox One out of the water. I mean, I don't even think it was close. But a lot of people say the Xbox 360 blew the um, the PS3. I think it was PS3. Yeah, out of the water. Was it the PS3 or PS2? I think it was the PS3. I forget. But the Xbox 360 was one of the best consoles of all time, if not the best, you know? So for the PS4, it wasn't on the level of the Xbox 360, but it did noticeably win the console race when it came to Microsoft. So now that the race 
is turning to the other side with the Xbox Series X outperforming the PS5. I mean, think about it. God of War Ragnarok. I mean, everybody said it was way too many puzzles and the story was technically mid. And then you get into Horizon Forbidden West, which got completely, I mean, completely outshined by Elden Ring. They couldn't have, they literally couldn't have picked the worst time to drop a, uh, a game like that. Like any game would have got washed by Elden Ring, but man, Horizon for Spoken to be a console exclusive and one of the figureheads of this whole Sony exclusive uh like mantra. Like as far as like if there was the like let's say the MCU, right? If there was the the Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor of the PS five, it would be Horizon, God of War, and Spider Man, right? I would say so. But um be completely outshined by Elden Ring. Granted, it didn't know Elden Ring was going to go that crazy. Like, it just got completely outshined. That was unexpected. But nowadays, the Game Pass formula in today's climate also is a tribute to Microsoft because with inflation and just the way the economy is going with not everybody having the funds to pay for every single game, the Game Pass is the perfect way to go back to modern day Redbox uh, blockbuster, but just in the digital age. You pay a certain amount and you get all these things for free. Well, not for free. You're renting, quote unquote. But basically, you get so many games at your disposal with just a monthly fee of i think like 15 i forgot how much it is but if you pay like let's say you play like four or five games right you already the major money back that's basically what i'm saying so the game pass model in today's climate also is helping the xbox series x outperform the ps5 so with hi-fi rush also being a part of that with it being included in the game pass and not only it being included in the Game Pass, but once again, outselling popular exclusive titles on PlayStation like Forspoken via Steam, while Forspoken is 70 and Hi-Fi Rush is 30, you start to understand that maybe Microsoft wasn't so crazy with going with their Game Pass, game pass model. So that's basically what I wanted to get into because, of course, at the end of the day, this is always going to be about whether you're a Sony pony or a Microsoft bot. You know what I mean? And at, if for me, I mean, I'm, I don't have no allegiance to either. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. So you already know by force I had to come over to Sony. Like, I love playing on my Xbox 360. Realized that xbox wasn't getting any more spider-man games and playstation was so guess what my first playstation literally was the bundle to get the ps4 along with well, the spider-man ps4 game along with it so i don't really have no allegiance to any console but if spider-man is going to be limited to one console i'm going to be getting that one every time so uh i've had to put up with these controllers and that's one thing i will say is the biggest improvement with the ps5 is definitely the controller they finally just straight up ripped off microsoft and i'm glad they did because those those girly controllers for for sony that they used to give us for the longest it's just the worst controllers known to man like i don't understand 
whose hand fits around those controllers comfortably like every time i hold one of those controllers i just feel like i'm just holding my hands together because it's just such a skinny controller like i don't understand and then the xbox controller it's like a it's like a beefy more of a heavy feel controller and for the ps5 controller they just finally ripped off the xbox so i'm glad they did that um that's probably the biggest addition to, to sony but um yeah so high five rush i mean the reviews that came in there was different a lot of publications was given in nine out of tens like ign um games radar gave it what is that four out of five i don't know four stars out of five uh metro game central gave it an eight out of ten game informer gave it an 8.8 .8 out of ten game spot gave it a nine out of ten so you know high fire has a lot of high reviews no pun intended <laughs> but um and also the color shading scheme for the graphics is also something to note as it's unique in appearance but it's still, it gives it that kid type of feel but if you get into the story it's definitely not a kid's type of story like i'm not gonna say it's just straight up like gore and rated r definitely not that but you know it's, it's not your oh it looks like this so it's gonna be some kitty you know easy to uh um predict story it's a pretty solid storyline and the main character it, it, the funniest thing for me was watching it and watching the main character be on beat while playing the game because once again this is a rhythm based action game so they actually have the character model like going along with the in-game music it's kind of fire i ain't gonna lie you have to watch the game for yourself to understand but um hi-fi rush is one of those games where i feel like in the long run um xbox is gonna look back on this and they're gonna just be patting themselves on the back because who wouldn't who would have thought that this game pass model would have worked out i mean we've seen it time and time again that they come and go i mean blockbuster uh red box i can't think of any other ones but you, you pay a little bit to rent a game and then you give it back like you've seen that model come and go oh gamefly but for right now it seems like xbox game pass um the digital way of doing it is is more impactful currently and definitely in today's climate which is why i think it's more impactful because not everybody can afford you know full price games all the time so yeah man another dub for uh xbox man and xbox game pass so i uh, click my link in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about hi-fi rush and what do you think about the sales and it outselling full-blown 70 dollars games on steam being from the xbox game pass now we're going to get into hogwarts legacy um the overview the sales and the overall re reviews and then I'm going to give my own personal opinion on it and then we're going to and then we're going to see what y'all think about it cuz this this is Hogwarts Legacy is definitely a touchy subject for some people so we're going to get into it right now. Hogwarts Legacy is an immersive open world action RPG set in the world introduced in the Harry Potter books. Now, before I go any farther, I have to say that i've never read or watched any harry potter material so getting into hogwarts legacy was an eye-opener for me to see all these different unique things flying around and spells being casted and different type of monsters and and just the visual experience of being in the world of of harry potter 
I've never found intriguing. Like, I feel like superheroes, anime, and whatever Hogwarts Legacy falls under is three different nerd categories, and you can only pick one. And for me, that's always been superheroes, man. For me, I'm a, I'm a nerd for superheroes, but not so much uh, casting spells and saying, you know, hocus uh pocus and and all that other stuff you know what i mean i don't i don't really witchcraft all that stuff i don't really do it you know what i mean and for anime i just feel like with with me being such a superhero nerd it'll take way much it'll take way more time than i have to to learn that much about anime so harry potter was always on my back burner i mean i think the closest i got to all that magic spell casting all that stuff was in the Percy Jackson books with uh, Greek mythology and even some people will say that's completely different which I understand but yeah so that's my confession to y'all I have nothing to, to give you as far as personal experiences with Harry Potter so with that being said uh, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy uh, is set in the 1800s you know what I mean uh, I just realized Hogwarts experience is set in the 1800s i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna make it racy but let's just say you can make a black character and that's all i gotta say all right your character is a student who holds the key to an ancient secret that threatens to tear the wizarding world apart now you can take control of action and be at the center of your own adventure in the wizarding world your legacy is what you make it don't you love to hear that anyways i um there's an open world rpg i think i already said that you can be a wizard that's another thing that they're, they're saying you can do and then also you can experience a new wizarding adventure so uh hopefully that does something for you but it's on uh ps5 ps4 xbox series x xbox one nintendo switch there's no way it's on a nintendo switch hold up give me a second there's no way this game is on a Nintendo Switch. Have y'all seen games that run on the Nintendo Switch? Like, literally, the Nintendo Switch might as well be a handheld at this point because the whole docking system with the Switch, like, it has handheld graphics. So, there's no, no need to dock it. It's just going to look even worse. Right. Hogwarts uh, Nintendo Switch. There's no way it's out on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, let me see. PS4 function. Uh, Nintendo Switch will have to wait to July 25th. Okay, yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, they they capping. That's not coming out, bro. I, I want y'all to know right now. Nintendo Switch users, y'all are not getting Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> Yo, I, I was like, bro, ain't no way that this game is on a Nintendo Switch. So, um, yeah, they capping. But because this is on the official website. So the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One, and PC, of course. Um I think they just had to switch on here to feel like that was inclusive. But um let's just say that the the um the graphical capabilities of the Nintendo Switch does not meet Hogwarts Legacy. I can thoroughly 
100% confirm that as like just a, a watcher of the game like not even playing the game just watching it and seeing the trouble that the actual consoles are having running it and then I'm like no it's not going to the Nintendo Switch unless they switch it in general like unless it's like a completely different game downgraded and everything maybe but uh i mean what's the most graphically intensive game y'all have on nintendo switch what is it the witcher and even that like come on now anyways um i don't know why they just turned into a bash session of nintendo but i just could not believe that and <laughs> you're always like no it's not coming out nintendo anyways uh hogwarts legacy is the top four best-selling game on steam and along with that it joins uh call of duty and what else top selling uh, titles it joins call of duty and that's it anyways uh hogwarts legacy broke records for the most streams of a single game with one point uh 2.8 million concurrent concurrent streamers all concurrent streamers i think or concurrent players what is 1.28 million concurrence concurrent what i'm tripping maybe that's just players all right some players were watching the game some were mainly looking for twitch drops ah oh, that's funny um what else hogwarts legacy peaked at 879,000 uh players on steam's behind only cyberpunk 2077 for the most concurrent for a single player game also behind Elden Ring, if you want to consider that mostly single player. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because Elden Ring's technically not a single player game. Like, it's a multiplayer game. And I know some people may be upset by that. But I'm telling you, it's like, if you can join a game and have somebody join your game, it's not a single player game. <laughs> like, Cyberpunk, um, Spider-Man god of war like you can't join anybody's game of god of war because it's a single player game so i would say elden ring is definitely not a single player game it's a single player game it's a, it's a multiplayer game um what else that's probably worth taking a look at try to measure sales okay so hogwarts legacy you know to summarize it is doing fantastic it is it's killing the charts everybody's looking at it it's just like wow I can't believe it's doing this great, which that's a lie. A lot of people thought Hogwarts Legacy was going to be a great game. It wasn't like Hi-Fi Rush, which I just finished talking about. If um, It should be out after. Hi-Fi should be out before I put this out. So uh, just type in Hi-Fi Rush Analytic Dreams on Amazon, and you should be able to listen to it on, uh, well, not, I say Amazon, just any podcast platform and it should pop up so high five rush analytic dreams and my review of that should pop up but for the most part what i want to get into is hogwarts legacy backlash for gamers and not keeping the same energy with a lot of other companies now there's a lot of different things that goes into the uh, society that people just completely neglect like you know, there's oil spills. I mean, I literally just saw some type of chemical spill, and I think it was Ohio. And a lot of people were just making jokes about it. I mean, to bring up Elden Ring again, they were saying it was like uh, Khaled or Khalid. They were saying Ohio looked like Khalid after that oil spill, just making all type of jokes. Meanwhile, animals, animals are dying. Kids are getting rashes. I mean, look this up. This is in Ohio, right? And um, a lot of people care about things a lot more than actual events that affect your daily life and if people would care about more 
events in life that will affect their, their daily activity, then I feel like we'll be better in a place as society. Because I feel like people complain about things that that really doesn't pertain to them in in their uh walk of life you know what i mean if it does pertain to you then in your walk of life then i feel like that's when it it really um is justified for for you to take action but for most people they just speak on it and that's the for me that's my probably my biggest pet peeve is people just talking about things and not showcasing actual solutions and action so that's what I have to say about that. But that's the biggest thing, man. Um, a lot of people fake care about certain topics and just completely dis disregard and make jokes about other ones that's just as serious, if not more. So, um, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about the Hogwarts legacy thing. But um, what else? So obviously the reviews for hogwarts legacy is pretty fire at this point. I mean, I don't I don't even think anybody's gonna give it a bad review because um just across the board, it's getting nines out of ten. Like I mean, nine out of ten from IGN. Um, four out of five from Metro. Four out of five from Game Rant, and then I think Game. Was the Game Spot one of them? I don't think I, I don't think they had one. Yeah, Push Square. I don't know what Push Square is. I think it was another one. I think it was Games Radar or something. Games Radar. Oh no, Games Radar. It gave it a three point five out of five. So that's probably the like the lowest score you're gonna see across the board. So, um, yeah, man, I I think Hogwarts Legacy is a um candidate for for game of the year. I know we're only two months in. I mean, but look at when Elden Ring came out. I mean, I think it came out early twenty twenty two, and it was so strong that it ended up winning game of the year. Now, am I just making it a lock for Hogwarts Legacy to win Game of the Year? Definitely not. But um, I feel like in, in the long run, the way that these open world games are, are crafted makes it a lot more appealing to the Game of the Game of the Year category. Because it's like if you can make an open world game that's filled with interesting things to do, which is a very difficult task, by the way. Like if you ever played the latest Assassin's Creed you understand that just because it's open world doesn't mean there's a lot of interesting things to do so for hogwarts legacy elden ring and a lot of these other open world games that fill it with to the brim with detail and and makes you want to explore more i feel like that's just a testament to an open uh to a best game of the year because because that big of a game and to have that much interest in detail is just something that a lot of people strive for and not a lot of people hit that mark so for hogwarts legacy they definitely did and the sales um are just a testament to that as of course like i just said it had um the most single player streamers uh behind only cyberpunk 2077 and if you want to compare it to a bigger game it was also behind elden ring if you want to uh um talk about that in the single player realm which i definitely won't i think that's definitely multiplayer but uh you, you get the point hogwarts legacy is breaking records with its uh concurrent streamers and players so with that being said uh click my link here in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about hogwarts legacy and will you be giving it a try or if you have what is your favorite part about the game Now, to finish up, we're going to be getting into the long-awaited 2023 Grammy Awards. And we're going to recap all 
the winners and everything that entailed as far as the show. The time has come to get into the 2023 Grammy winners and the complete list of winners because there's a lot of hoopla and that's the exact word I want to use to talk about this whole Grammy situation when it came to album of the year and the winner. Now, personally, I don't want to rush into it, but let's just say that Harry Styles does have a fan base. First, you know, you got to say that. And Beyonce also has the Beehive, right? Are we putting Harry Styles on Beehive level? Definitely not. But basically what I'm trying to say is even the Beehive was kind of quiet with the renaissance album and there was a reason for that it's because the album was not bad by any stretch of the imagination i mean imagine beyonce making a bad album that can't happen but um it was not as good as some of her previous projects so i don't think people was as outlandish with the backlash as they probably would have if beyonce would have dropped a better or more comparable album to let's say like a lemonade okay so now that i got that out of the way out of the way let's get into the biases that are clearly showcased and displayed time and time again by the grammys now complexion for the protection is a real saying in my life because throughout society you start understanding more and more the the i don't even want to make this a race thing but like it just has to be pointed out i think the last black woman to win Grammy album of the year was Lauren Hill Hill in 1999. Now we've had Rihanna, we've had Beyonce, we've had Nicki Minaj, we've had so many iconic figures that came after Lauren Hill. It's just insane for them to not have at least one win. Y'all realize how insane that is? Okay, so maybe I'm tripping, right? Then it came to it came a time to where. Kendrick put out an album. You already know where I'm going with this. Kendrick put out an album titled To Pimp, to Pimp a Butterfly. I think that's what it was. And I don't even want to look it up because it's going to infuriate me even more. But guess who the, who this man lost to? This is why I feel like he won so many awards this year. But guess who Mac... Uh, I already said it. I uh, Guess who Kendrick Lamar lost to back when he he put out that phenomenal classic album. You guessed it. Complexion Man, Macklemore. Now, am I saying that's all the Grammys represent? No. But is it majority? By far. By far and away, it's majority. Does Grammy throw out bones to diversity in, in different groups? Yes. But for the most part, the complexion for the protection is going to be one of my all-time sayings for life. All right. But you know what I mean it's nothing to to uh be like hatred over it. you know what I mean I'm not gonna be like oh I hate you Harry Styles I hate you Macklemore it's just something you point out and you keep going with life because you know you can't just live your whole life you know hating the other race that's not gonna happen or well, that's that's not gonna help anything so anyways um yeah so the, the the Grammys have been always biased towards you know for white people to win and, and for people of color to to not win as much you know and um. Yeah, it was just highlighted because I was watching the show, man. I was watching the show. And the only reason I wanted to bring it to race is because Harry Styles got up there and literally said, this doesn't happen to people like me very often. 
I repeat, Harry Styles got up on that stage after winning album of the year and said, this doesn't happen to people like me very often. Now, I don't know what this man is alluding to, but I mean... I mean that's just that's just blatantly flaw false. Like I don't I don't care what his upbringing is. I don't care where he came from. Like people like him, who look like him, win a lot. Especially make the music that he makes wins a lot in those type of award shows. So when he when he got up there and said that, I thought it was a little distasteful. And especially um, coming off of the who was the Oscar so white. I mean, because I think he's an actor, right? So he probably knows. He probably knows more than anybody. The type of uh, behind-the-scenes uh, stuff that happens to, to people of color. And for him to say this doesn't happen to people like me very often, it's just very very tone-deaf, man. Like, literally, very tone-deaf. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get past him. So, uh, as I said, I don't hate Harry Styles. I, I recognize his fan base. I understand why he could have won because when he dropped his album, all his fans said that they loved it, I'm pretty sure. But for the most part, you know what I mean, he, he just got up there and just was lying. Like, you know what I mean, just professional liar. But <laughs> but um, Beyonce did become the most um decorated Grammys winner. So we do have that going for us. The one they do let win the, win the awards. Uh, she has t 32 at this point. And she has accumulated 88 nominations. And she, I mean, of course, she has yet to win album of the year because you know how that goes. But um, she's the most accomplished artist when it comes to being a Grammy Award winner. So that's that's something to applaud and take home and, and not to to uh, downgrade or diminish by any stretch of the imagination. That's one of the most biggest accomplishments you can have as an artist to be the to have the most Grammys of all time it's pretty hey that's a, that's a big deal so anyways um latin music like bad bunny of course uh made history being the first ever spanish language artist to be nominated for uh album of the year now honestly i think by far and away bad bunny should have won that album of the year award because I don't know if people recognize the impact that Bad Bunny had because, you know, he doesn't speak English. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. Um, does he speak English? In interviews, I think he's... I don't know if I was reading subtitles or if he was speaking English. I'm not even trying to be funny. But I forget. But anyways, uh, Bad Bunny has a humongous fan base, right? Like, if you look it up, because I don't feel like looking it up right now. But Bad, <laughs> Bad Bunny set the record for the most money made in a month by touring um like ever like the most money no was it a tour no cause i think a tour i think that was Elton john but i think bad bunny made the most money in one month ever for a touring artist uh i would fact check that should i probably fact check that hold up that's a pretty bold claim you know what i mean y'all probably like man ain't no way y'all y'all just y'all fake news you know what i mean so let me look it up hold on give me a second let me see bad bunny most money in a month. Let me see if that pops up. Yeah. Bad Bunny has the world's hottest tour with $91 million made in one month. Man. Bad Bunny breaks record for highest grossing tour. 
Okay, so he did. He did break the record. Okay, let me see. Cause I think Elton John had the record, and currently, when I was looking at that stat, he did have the record. So Bad Bunny continues to break records. Okay, uh, four hundred thirty-five million. Man, that's crazy. Uh, it surpasses Ed Sheeran in twenty eighteen, who had four hundred thirty-two million. Okay, all right. So it's not Elton John. It was Ed. It was Ed Sheeran. Uh, let me see. I think that's basically it. And then, of course, the ninety-one million dollars in one, bro. They talking about these like these are just like thousands, like ninety-one million, four hundred twenty-three million over time. Like, come on now, like, that's that's ridiculous. That's why I was like, bro, for him not to win album of the year. Like, imagine if Beyonce or any other type of artist had that type of run and and the touring, uh. If they had that type of run while they was touring, got to the Grammys, and they still didn't get best album of the year, like I think Grant, I think Bad Bunny should have been upset he didn't win. Like forget, you know, respectfully, forget Beyonce. Bad Bunny should have won the album of the year. Like like that man had a crazy year. I don't understand, man. I don't understand. This man, nah, I'm gonna chill because people gonna think I don't like uh, Harry Styles, but I really don't. You know what I mean? It's not like I just, you know, dislike Harry Styles. You know, he just does a lot of things that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like spitting on people in the movie theaters, you know, right before his movie premieres, you know. If you look that up, that's real. You know, I'll be making stuff up, man. <laughs> I'll be tapped in. But yeah, Harry Styles just be spitting on people, apparently. And uh, yeah. So anyways, um, what else? 65 monthly listeners. Okay, yeah, they still talking about Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny went crazy in 20. Like, 2022 was the year of bad bunny if we're talking about just money made like bro he was performing outperforming everybody like it was to the point i'm like man has drake fell off like drake is putting out multiple albums and he can't mess with bad bunny when it comes to uh revenue but of course he wasn't touring so that's a whole different you know lane like when drake starts touring then we can start comparing bad bunny's numbers to drake but even then like they said Bad Bunny broke the record of all time. So I'm like, hey, that means Drake ain't do that at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have been upset, like, irate if I was Bad Bunny. Like, bro, what more do I have to do to win album of the year? I would have felt disrespected. All right. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, of course, um, got the recognition he finally deserved after them ripping him off with Macklemore. Man, I have to look it up. Okay, because what album did Macklemore beat him on? Because that was so atrocious and just outlandish. It was just so, like, I never, like, just say blatantly racist, but that was just so blatantly racist that I was just like, whoa. Like, you really just gave Macklemore the album of the year over Kendrick. Like, that was just crazy. Let me see which, which album that was. Um, like, it was just so bad. Oh, that was good, Kid Mad Sick. Nah, that was racist. Yeah, Grammys. 2014? Yeah, nah, that was... I thought that was To Pimp a, to pimp a Butterfly. Good Kid Mad City is literally one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. Maybe of all time. Nah, because Kanye. But um, this one is up there. It's probably top five. But uh, yeah, that's just... Whoa, that's just... Man, like who was voting? Who was voting on that committee? I think back then, I heard that... They used to do it in a way that if you if you couldn't vote or couldn't 
if you didn't fill out a portion of your ballot like they had certain voters right in the music industry if you didn't fill out a portion of your ballot then your whole thing they wouldn't you know take so like people who's in the hip-hop space are like just choosing random things for pop and then that's probably like vice versa you know people in this pop space are just choosing one for hip-hop but now i think they specifically have people for each and every category I think that's how it was explained because I remember that whole process being explained because that was a big deal when Macklemore won over Kendrick. I think even like he got sh shamed so much that even to this day, he talks about how he looks at that Grammy and he, and, and he just knows it's Kendrick's like, come on now. So anyways, um, yeah, so they, they made up for it, man. It was like, hey, man, we'd be sorry for being racist back in 2014. Uh, 2014. How about we give you best rap album, which he won? How about we give you best? Uh, he won a lot of other things. He, he won like best. Uh, we're gonna get into the list in a second. Like, I'm gonna literally go through the list, but um, what else? He won something else. We're gonna get to it, but I think he won like best rap performance, stuff like that. Anyways, let's keep going. Uh, actually, uh, okay, that's where we can stop off. So uh yeah let's get into the list so for my youtube and twitch viewers you can uh watch along as i uh scroll through the list for my people uh listening after the fact on my podcast platforms just know that uh the video version is on youtube and twitch but if you just want to listen to the audio version then, hey you're in the right place so anyways yeah let's get into it okay so 2023 uh complete winners list of course we gotta start with the general field um record of the year they gave that to lizzo okay for about expletive time i like lizzo i actually like it lizzo as an artist uh if you look up lizzo and SZA, man what was that song carl like literally one of my favorite tracks of uh 2022 2022 i mean 2023 my bad um let me see oh yeah special it was called special uh lizzo featuring scissor go listen to that track that track is fire um yeah so i like lizzo as an artist i think she's real talented i think she's really really talented sonically and just overall um artistry when it comes to imagery and all that stuff like she has a really great team behind her and she's also a talented singer so i'm not mad at her winning that um i think i've heard that track before about expert of time because i think i listened to that album i don't know if that was an album i think i listened to that i don't know i mean of course if i were to pick one i would definitely went with um for me i'm more of a numbers guy so a lot of these things would have been like bro who performed the best like I look at performance as the most um, objective thing you can look at. Now, of course, people can say that's subjective as well, because if you have a major label that's better than another major label, they can get you here, here and here, while this label can only get you. You know what I mean? It's always politics. But at the end of the day, I just look at who performs. And for Bad Bunny, I would have gave it to him. But anyways, let's see. Let's keep going. Uh, album of the year. Of course, you already know we already went over there. I would have went to with uh, Bad Bunny. But of course, they went with uh white man uh harry styles so <laughs> song of the year so song of the year um what in the world bonnie rat i'm not even trying i'm not even trying to be disrespectful i don't know who that is so um i'm just gonna leave it at that because i ain't heard the track that's another thing i've listened to harry styles album and all the other stuff so i can comment on that but for this bonnie rat i'm just gonna say prayers to you 
But I don't know who you are. And I don't know what this track is. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, but she won. So I think it was a she. Should I look that up? You know, assuming it's problematic. I ain't gonna lie to you, but I, I'm pretty sure it was a she. Anyways, let's keep going. All right. Uh, best new artist. Uh, Samara Joy. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Uh, I would have personally gave it to Lotto based off of uh, looks alone. And that's all I got, man. That's all I got. I'm sorry. Uh, pop category. Best pop solo performance. They gave that to Adele. Easy on me. Okay, fire. Well deserved. Probably the most deserving uh, for a pop solo performance. The way she sings, it's different. Uh, best pop duo slash group performance. They gave that to Sam, S Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Oh, okay. That's probably why he performed. If you don't know, I mean, Grammys is a whole politics thing. If somebody's perform performing, you already know they're going to win the award unless they, they're not going to perform. Like, that's, that's usually how it goes. Only time they, they tricked the artist to perform and he didn't win anything was Lil Baby because they told that man, hey, we're going to uh, nominate you for this, this, and this. And we're going to have you perform. So he's like, oh, I'm going to win. He didn't win a single thing. So, uh, yeah, they get you sometimes. But uh, for the most part, if if an artist is uh, performing at the Grammys, they're most likely going to win. So uh, I'm pretty sure Sam Smith is the one who did the devil performance. I think that's, I think that was him, right? With the horns and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just praising, you know, the devil. But, you know, I guess that's just normal nowadays. Um, Best traditional pop vocal album. Best traditional pop vocal album, Michael Bublé. <laughs> I just play it. Let me chill. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it. Bubble. It has a. It has a little like a. It has a little mark above the E. So I think it's like, I think it's like one of them fancy pronunciations like Bublé. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's Michael. He won. I don't know what that is. Uh, best pop vocal album. Uh, Harry Styles, you know, y'all know how I feel about him. Uh, let's keep going. Dance slash electronic music. Okay. Dance slash electronic recording. Um, oh, Beyonce won. Okay, so Beyonce won that one. Break Break My Soul. Break My Soul was fire, so I'm glad that one got an award. Uh, best Dance Electronic Music Album. Beyonce won that as well. Okay, okay. Oh, for Renaissance. Okay. So she did win Best Something for an album, but uh, it wasn't a big one, but she won Best Dance Electronic. I'm surprised Drake wasn't up there, but then I forgot he didn't uh, submit his music. It was just another reason why this man, Aubrey Graham, is the GOAT. Imagine not submitting your music and you still win a Grammy. Because granted, he did win one with Future and Tim's with Wait For You. And he didn't even submit his own music. Man, that man's the GOAT. That's all I got to say. All right, contemporary instrumental music. I don't care about that. Rock, don't care about that. So let's keep going. Alternative. I'm going to alternatively change the genre. R&B. Ah, this is my bag. All right, best R&B performance. It went to... Bro, who is this, man? Nah, man. I don't know who this is. Mooney Long. Uh, bro, I listen to all type of R&B. I'm not going to act like if I don't listen to it, it's trash because I don't like when people do that. But um, I don't know who Mooney Long is, bro. It should have definitely went to uh, oh, Jasmine Sullivan or Beyonce. And you give it to Mooney Long? Bro, come on, man. <laughs> I ain't even trying to be disrespectful. I don't know who that is, bro. 
I don't know who that is. Nah, you tripping. That should have either went to Beyonce. Like, have y'all heard Virgo's Groove? Like, listen to the first 30 seconds of Virgo's Groove and then come back to this. Like, like the way that Beyonce sings on Virgo's Groove, hey, man, it's make you, hey, make you do some things, man. I ain't gonna lie. I can understand Jay-Z now. Like, after, after that track, I was like, Jay-Z, I understand now. Jay-Z heard that track and he was like, we gotta make a family. Anyways, uh best tradition y'all really gotta listen to that track i ain't gonna hey virgo's groove beyonce knew what she was doing anyways uh best traditional r&b performance oh, okay beyonce won this one for plastic off the sofa you know what's funny i don't even think i like this track off the album yeah i don't even think i like this track off the album i mean it was solid but it wasn't like one of my standouts but anyways uh plastic off the sofa uh, won that one for best traditional R&B performance. Uh, des so that that deserved it, of course. Uh, best R&B song went to Beyonce, of course. Like, come on now, Cuff It definitely. Um, see that that that's uh deservably so. Which is why that stuff threw me off. Like best R&B performance, like Mooney Long. Like who is that? I don't know who that is, man. Y'all gotta let me know. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm probably tripping. I mean, Beyonce's winning the rest of these, so I'm like, maybe I'm not tripping. All right, best progressive album. Uh, Steve Lacey. I've heard that name before, so I'm not going to speak on that. I don't know. I don't know too much about progressive R&B album. Like, what does that mean? Uh, best R&B album. Um, ah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so my boy, Chris Brown. Showed once again why he's not at the heights of his career where I think he should be. Um, just coming out with the like an out of bounds left field comment talking about how Robert Glasper he like he doesn't even know who Robert Glasper is and he was like, bro, who is this? He he literally said like, who the expletive is this? And then he said this is a joke, basically, you know. And and Chris Brown shows time and time again why he's not at the height of his career. It's because of his 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 character is always in question, man. He always doing outlandish things of this nature that makes you wonder who is the man behind the music. And 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 uh, for me, it's hard to say that because I think y'all know that I had Breezy as my favorite album of 2022. Like literally, like if you look up. Uh, I have two of them because it's like I have my episode and I have the list. But if you just want to listen to the album, just look up top albums, 2022 Notorious Mass Effect and it should definitely pop up. But um, Breezy was at the top, of course, followed by Kendrick's album. But for the most part, I like versatility and, and Chris Brown's Breezy had the most versatility that I've heard from an album uh, from last year. So. That's why it was my favorite album of 2022. And even I'm saying that this man is outlandish with some of the comments he made, he makes. Because uh, you, you just can't say stuff like this. Like, no matter if you win or lose, you got to take it graciously, man. You can't just, like, you can't just come out and just be like, bro, forget this dude. Who is this? Why y'all giving it to him? Like, you obviously know everybody holds your breezy album in a high regard. But to say this, is just like so tone deaf. And, and your current situation and how how thin of ice you walk on every day because of what you did. You know what I mean? So you can't have outbursts like this, man. Like, who is Chris Brown's PR team? <laughs> like, I'm still trying to figure that out. Because once he put Tory Lanez on his album, I was like, bro, 
your whole PR team needs to be fired. And that is no exaggeration. All right, let's get going. All right, let's get into the rap category. So best rap performance is the hard part five, Kendrick Lamar. That's not surprising. Um, a lot of great performances on here. FNF by Glorilla, which I know a lot of y'all probably like, bro. No way a song called Fuck. Well, I almost said it. No, a song called uh, Expletive. I don't even know how to say it. I don't even know how to say it without cousin. That's why it's F and F. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, parentheses. Yo, in the track, it has parentheses. Let's go. Like, literally, in parentheses, it has let's go. Like, nobody's calling it that. Uh, but, yo. Yo, at the Grammys, imagine it was like, all right, and the winner is... And then it just said the full name. It was like, by Glorilla. And then she got out there. They just started playing that song at the Grammys. It was like, bro, I bet the Grammys producers love this song. I bet they be singing it word for word. All right, anyways. All right, the Hardcore 5 one. Um, deservably so. I already gave it to God Did. I think God Did is one of the best hip-hop songs we've had in a while. Um, simply for the fact that you got uh, Jay-Z and... Um, you got Jay-Z and... Uh, Lil Wayne going crazy like a 40 point performance on, on the verse and it was like a, it was like one of the lifetime type of pairings where they're just going ballistic over the beat I mean imagine if Drake and Kendrick or Kendrick and J. Cole got on the track and just went crazy like literally this is what that version of it was like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z going ballistic on a track called God Did like I mean it just don't get more perfect than that so I thought God Did would that's probably one of my biggest um um predictions that was wrong was that god deal would sweep up because you know it didn't <laughs> but anyways uh let's keep going so yeah but I, kendrick lamar definitely deserved that let's not get it twisted kendrick for me is the second greatest rapper of all time like dead or alive so you know when it comes to rap kendrick just it, it's just bro it's, it's second nature to this man so anyways let's keep going uh best melodic rap performance and then it went to Future. See, this is why I'm like, bro, the Grammys are getting it exactly right. The first rap award goes to Kendrick. Second one goes to Future. Like, if you looked at the whole year as far as rap, it was technically Future who, like, had the most longevity as far as being on the charts and stuff. But um, Kendrick definitely had the impact, I would say, lyrically-wise and, and just definitely content um, because of course, streaming wise, it's gonna go more to the mumbo, uh, jumbo type rappers like, uh, like Gunna, um, what else? Future, um, Young Boy. I mean, you know, what I mean, stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I would say Drake, but you know, he didn't really put out an album. Album. He put out a house project, and then he put out a. Uh, uh mixtape with 21 savage like i don't i don't even call those i mean so that that one was fire by the way don't get me wrong like her loss was straight heat but still like it's not no i mean it's not no classic but um actually her loss might be a classic i'm tripping you know drake and 21 savage they definitely have chemistry but as far as a drake solo album classic i don't think so but as far as a classic project like for what it was trying to do I would, I would say so like definitely i don't know it may be uh a hot take but i think it's way better than the, uh what a time to be alive so anyways 
so yeah best melodic rap performance went to future wait for you definitely deservedly so like that that track was by by leap, leaps and bounds better than any of the other tracks so anyways all right best rap song best rap song we have uh, um let me see hold on give me one second i'm trying to look at this list we got so many different like qualifications on here <laughs> it's kind of crazy guess they got so many different qualifications i don't know which one um ah okay i see it i'm tripping all right so they have oh okay that's what i was like bro where is it at the hard part five one again okay so that makes sense i mean the way that the hard part five came out not every rapper can do that and kendrick was literally rapping from nipsey hustle's perspective at the end of the track so i think if there's one person that could pull that off and not feel corny is is definitely uh kendrick because um you know there's there's other people who try to do that and it doesn't come across as authentic and and notable examples i can provide is uh jorna lucas logic a lot of people just call them corny and kendrick he gets it off and everybody calls it br uh, brilliant so um yeah you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm not saying they're on the same level as Kendrick because, you know, they're not at all, like, not even close. <laughs> like, not even close to close. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah. That's what I can say. Kendrick pulls that off if, uh, effortlessly where where uh, other artists, they show you why Kendrick is so good. Like, because that's not hard. That's not easy to pull off is basically what I'm saying. Like, so uh best rap album okay this is the big one and guess who i went to kendrick lamar mr morale and the big steppers so kendrick basically cleaned up uh the grammys he basically well not the grammys but he basically cleaned up the rap category um best rap performance best rap song best rap album and they gave the melodic to future so i think when it comes to rap they got it right man kendrick for me Kendrick is leaps and bounds ahead of all these other rap artists when it comes to lyrical content. Now, when it comes to song making ability and just artistry and, and being versatile as a hip hop artist, I definitely give that to Drake. So yeah, that's why I call him the GOAT. Anyways, I, country, skipping that. I don't care about no country. Ambient, don't care about that. Jazz, could care less. Uh, let's just talk about the Utah Jazz and how racist they are. But uh, gospel, nah, nah. Let's see, well, what Kanye West in the gospel category? Now, nah, just playing. Let me chill. Let me chill. <laughs> Y'all like Kanye West in the gospel category, huh? No, why not? Dang, that's tough. Latin. Uh, let me see. Is Bad Bunny, bro? If I was Bad Bunny, imagine not cleaning up the Latin category. I don't see his name on here. His name's not even nominated. I wonder if he didn't nominate. His music. No, I think you I think you would have had to because he was nominated for album of the year. And I don't think you can just be like, oh, I'm only gonna be nominated for this. I don't think that's how it works. But uh, I don't see his name on any of these Latin um categories. I mean, Bad Bunny's Latin, right? I'm not trying to be disrespectful. American roots, nobody cares about that. Uh reggae, don't care. Global music, what does that even mean? children's um children's music album what 
spoken word don't care comedy oh that's cool oh dave Chappelle won another grammy for his comedy okay i didn't even know they gave comedy awards at the grammys it seems like that would be like an oscar or but you know teach his own musical theater don't care music for visual media oh that's a that's a good one all right so the best compilation soundtrack for visual media went to uh encanto and if you ever seen encanto by by disney that that movie is a, a classic like you watch encanto and um some of the other disney movies like as far as princess movies and like i think it fits right along as, a, as one of the classics like encanto is, is one of the best disney movies ever like for what it represented and how it nailed the culture you know sometimes you know you have the culture and it's just like bro y'all really just ripping off stuff that y'all don't even know about like y'all just have writers who's not even from there writing about it like it felt like encanto was one of those type of movies where just everything embodied that type of culture and the, the story that was the story and the visuals and to top it off the soundtrack which is top notch that's that's definitely one of the best uh disney movies ever made like ever and that's saying something i mean y'all probably know what disney is i'm, I'm that's that's saying something uh 65 best score soundtrack for visual media and canto again best soundtrack uh assassin creed valhalla what in the world video games and other interactive media best score soundtrack the grammys soundtrack award went to assassin's creed i can't i can't even hate man because i haven't heard it i haven't heard it and some of these other nominations are trash like call of duty like come on now old world like what's that aliens like come on bro i would have had ragnarok up here i would have had elden ring up here what else who are some other ones? They have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Um, I would have had some other ones up here. They they tripping with that. That was a this was a this was a bad list in general. Like they need to get some real gamers to 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 suggest some uh, nominations or just take it from the Game Awards. Like the Game Awards have that has that category. Like specifically that category. Like just take it from the Game Awards. Like I don't know. Uh, best song written for visual media that went to oh uh, Encanto again. So Encanto basically cleaned up, except for the video game, you know, because that's different, and the uh, television, because you know that's different. Oh no, 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 they won that one. Yeah, so Encanto, yeah, it cleaned up. They cleaned up. Music for visual media, it cleaned up, which deservedly so, because that's that's one of the. Uh, that's one of my, my, my favorite movies of all time so far. Actually, my favorite movie and my and the best movie for me is different. My favorite movie is probably Zootopia. I I really enjoy Zootopia as far as like recently. And um the best one I, I feel like is Encanto. I, I feel like what Encanto represents and the way they nailed it. I already said it, so yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh composing, don't care packaging don't care songwriting uh where's quentin miller i was playing let me chill <laughs> i right, production let me see all right that's basically it man classical then we, we get into the end hopefully goodness so many awards music and 
video film oh best music video okay what is this best music video went to taylor swift all too well the, the short film okay that makes sense i mean it was a sh short film so i mean it's hard to beat that <laughs> i'm not mad at that uh best music film did they just do that best music video best music film what is the difference uh that went to jazz fest a new orleans story all righty i guess uh i was just in bieber on here our world like what Alrighty, and that was it. Apparently, HBCU marching band was was at the Grammys. That's cool. Man, it's just so many different ways to make history in life, man. That's why you should just work towards your goals and work towards your passionate about. Because you you ever look at like life in general, there's so many intertwining pieces and so many people doing well for themselves that you just got focus on what you focus on and control what you can control you know what i mean and it will all play out i don't know where that came from but we just finished the grammys list so i just feel like giving some motivation you know so maybe one day you can win a grammy you know what i mean maybe one day you can be on this list and i'm reading you out you know what i mean like man and the best album goes to that guy who listened to notorious mass effect 2023 grammy nominations wrap up that's crazy but anyways uh <laughs> so for the most part uh that's the list um <clears throat> i'm not gonna go over it again because you, you you probably already know and canto sweet uh swept i mean swept the um visual media uh kendrick swept the rap awards what else wasn't too many sweeps but that's the biggest thing beyonce won uh one award i think um talked about how the grammys are racist yeah, I got past that. <laughs> that was definitely a pocket point. Um, basically it, man. What else? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, so click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about the full list of winners for the 2023 Grammy Awards? And who do you think was the biggest snub? And getting into the overview of the pod, we got into the Super Bowl 2023 halftime show where we talked about how Rihanna definitely is still sonically impressive. But as far as the actual performance, we would have preferred a more um, on on brand performance of Rihanna. But, you know, we do understand that she's pregnant and hopefully uh, we wish her the best with her family with uh, ASAP Rocky. And then getting and then switching gears, we got into Hi-Fi Rush. Talk about talked about how this is a $30 game creating more revenue and sales than a $70 game and Forspoken and how that's just atrocious and how Microsoft is slowly but surely winning the console race when it comes to the Xbox Series X and the PS5. Then we got into Hogwarts Legacy, talked about all the <laughs> the hoopla surrounding Hogwarts Legacy and just the backlash. And then I gave my own thoughts and opinions while also covering the sales and overview of the game and the, the review roundup. So we got into a lot when getting into Hogwarts Legacy. And then we finished with the 2023 Grammy Awards recap, where I talked about all, well, not all but all the ones we care about as far as the winners and just the overview perspective of the Grammys uh, from my personal opinion, of course. So that's about it for episode 115. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me an email 
letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. And you can do that by clicking my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and to follow uh, and to follow with my latest. Why do I follow on here? Hold on, give me a second. I'm not editing this. I'm not editing this out either. I'm just gonna keep this in here. And to keep up with my latest activities, I don't know why I have follow. Don't you love just live editing? You know what I mean? Love to do it. If you want to support the show financially, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on whatever platform you are currently listening on as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.